right, here we go. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Joy for the World with Hannah, uh, Cameron, and Keiko, um, also known as JFTWHCK 2.0. And this chapter is about let Earth receive her king. And this is a, a new chapter of Forrester's new book. Um, and we're really excited to be here to just kind of share what's been going on in our heads while we're reading um, in this part of the chapter. Hannah, take it away. Yeah, so I'm gonna talk a little bit about the overview of this section of the book. So this is part two, um, which is titled Let Earth Receive Her King. So in the very beginning, um, he opens with a little introduction and kind of like explains what he's gonna talk about for the next three chapters. And he says in this section of the book, he's talking about how God the Spirit builds the church and what that means for our lives in society. Um, so the three chapters are kind of focused on um, focusing on like three ministry roles, which he um, gets back from the three roles that Jesus feel, Jesus fills, uh, which is prophet, priest, and king. So he talks about how we as Christians can also fulfill those roles, uh, both through doctrine, devotion, or stewardship. Um, but his main point in this chapter is that you need all three kinds, just like Jesus was all three roles for us. He was our prophet, our priest, and our king. Mm -hmm. You need all three kinds of Christians filling those roles in the church um, in order to have a successful ministry. Yeah, so then going into our first takeaway from um, our reading is about the three ministries. Uh so the first ministry is doctrine. So pretty much doctrine is just about telling the world what God says. So usually he talked mostly about like teaching and preaching is what you would see this through. Um, and yeah, so then the second one is devotion. And that would be making sacrifices that reconcile sinners to God. And that would be through worship and spiritual formation. Mm -hmm. So a lot of that chapter was about um, worshiping and how that then goes into civilization and then the third one is stewardship um, which is exercise stewardship in the creation order but also like managing and cultivating blessings um, in our daily lives and that would be more of a focus on calling and discipleship so we're each going to talk about which one we would say we would lean more towards um, in the church. So for me, I would say I would lean more towards stewardship because I feel like I'm constantly being reminded about like how I should be living. And in Forrester, when he's talking about stewardship, he says, um, it's like on page 160, he talks about um, stewardship determines whether our heart, no our head knowledge and our heart experience of God will be an isolated part of our lives or have a transformative impact on the way we carry out our tasks and roles in our homes, workplaces, and communities. And I feel like that's something that I've always just had a heart for of like making sure I'm living the way that Christ has called me to, but also like keeping others accountable in that too. And um, I just love being able to disciple people but also being discipled and challenged because yeah. it just helps grow faith and 
see where people are at and like get to know other people on like a deeper level that I wouldn't be able to before. So yeah, I would say I'd learn lean more towards stewardship. Yeah, so I'll just I'll hop in before Hannah here and I will also say that I'm definitely on the stewardship side. I will um I will even be honest with myself and say that I definitely lack doctrine, probably out of all the three. Um, but stewardship has also has always been kind of um, in the area that I'm more comfortable with, just because mm-hmm. relationship is super important to me. Um, and I feel like uh, relationship and stewardship goes well together, right? And you kind of have to do um, both exercise to kind of get it started. And I've always um, been, I would say that I'm a pretty good listener when like comes mm-hmm. to like, just um, discipleship as well, like Cameron said, and just kind of hearing people and also um, talking through people through their things. And um, as a worship leader at like, just like the different churches that I've been to, I think I'm like (laughs) that type of person where people kind of just tell their uh, life problem stories to you. You know, those people that kind of just come up to you and tell you about like what's going on in their lives and I love it. I love hearing about that. I love that people kind of um, have a sense where they can trust me easily, mm. <laughs> even though some of them are just like, wow, okay, cool. Um, <laughs> I'm glad that you're telling me these details, but I think, um, especially in the church that I'm in, I think stewardship is kind of just the things that I've been exercising um, more thoroughly as I am kind of learning um, through LBC and just as like being in ministry so I think I would say that yeah yeah I kind of going off from you guys I would say that I lean more naturally towards devotion Um, I really like the way he wrote about it in the introduction to this section of the book Um, he says rather than living for our own sakes doing good to our neighbors Mm -hmm. and inviting them to enter into this new kind of life And that's how we um, can emulate Christ and be more like priests. Um, And I think I just, I live my life by trying to do good to my neighbors, um, being kind to those around me that I see. um, And just like wanting to be that positive person in their life, um, giving them love. And I think it it correlates a lot with stewardship, uh, what you guys were talking about too, which is cool to see how the, the three roles interact. Um, but I feel like I'm more the person who would be mm-hmm. going out into the world, um, bringing people into the church, um, into the reality of Christ, um, into that relationship with Christ, being part of a church. Um, yeah, so I would say I lean more towards devotion. Um, kind of like Keiko said, doctrine would probably be what <laughs> yeah. I'm worst at. Um, it's tough. But yeah. yeah, it's really, you can definitely see how yeah. important it is. Yeah have all three of those in a church well do you guys like I feel like doctrine is so easy to be insecure about too because it's like you can see other people and you're like wow they just know so much and it's just like wow like I do not know as much and like I feel like it's so easy to be like really insecure about like Uh the doctrine aspect in general of just like yeah and especially like teaching in front of people like that's just like that takes a whole nother bird and like so it's like interesting that yeah. we would all like 
trying to find like an insecurity in the doctrine side of it yeah 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 i I, want to share a quick story Mm -hmm. actually um i am involved in the middle school youth group at my church just to help out and last week um one of our icebreakers (laughs) one of our icebreakers were to play um uh what's the price that's like the show on, I think it's a there's another word for it it's an actual it but you basically have to the somebody gives like a topic and you kind of just have to guess a number mm-hmm. and the this game was surrounded by or like at least the topic was biblical like biblical theology thing mm-hmm. so they're middle schoolers so obviously like nothing is serious right but for me who's going to a bible college right and there's like two other people who are just about to graduate <laughs> in ministry um in Princeton Theological Seminary obviously know their stuff and some of the questions are obvious yeah some of the I know some of the questions are obviously like yeah you you're just not going to know it whether you're a theologian or not but like some of them is like uh some of them are simple as like how many psalms are there in you know the book of psalms or whatever um but then they're like how many books are there in the new testament something that you should know which i know now but like you know it's the simple things and just like how many letters did paul write or whatever mm. and um uh, yeah cameron i could totally relate on insecurity when it comes to doctrine and i think a lot of the times we don't often um, share about it because we don't want to feel like um, we're not really educated Mm. enough to kind of express the way we think but I think that's not what God is looking for and sometimes yeah we do lack knowledge I'm gonna confess that I do for sure um, in that I'm just like always reminded every time to kind of like um, get source okay like you know like it's so easy to preach out our hearts and our minds, but we need to find our source and our source is through God and the way that um, he's written out things for us, which is the Bible. And it's a complicated thing and it's really hard to kind of get into, but it's, it's the source of what we do. Um, So, yeah. Yeah. um, Thanks for sharing that. I think that's really, it's really helpful to, um, see these roles actually lived out in the church. Yeah. Um, so the next takeaway we had was um, he talks a lot in the book about how liberating the gospel is for Christians. Um, and he gives like a cool analogy and he says, how would you feel if you've been tortured in prison all your life and someone freed you? Um, and he talks about how we have been freed as Christians. We've been freed from guilt. We've been freed from fear. Um, and I think that's, that's been a, we're liberated from that. We're free. We don't have to let those chains bind us anymore. Um, it kind of reminded me of the song Amazing Grace, actually, um, where he says, like, I once was blind, um, now I see. And then even the more modern version where he says, like, my chains are gone. I've been set free. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anybody else have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I feel like the question he posed was so good. Like, just reading Mm, that I was like wow like that's such an easy way to explain it to someone who would have no idea what we're talking about and like anyone could understand like how terrible being tortured in prison would be and then being freed and like so 
mm-hmm. like being able to take that and like understanding that that would like be really painful and a hard experience and then understanding that as like transferring it into our sin and how Jesus freed us I think that was just like a really cool way for him to put it and challenge us Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Um, I for me it's always um, a battle for me to understand to like re-understand grace because it's such a beautiful con it's a beautiful thing that like we've been, you know, been given. And sometimes we forget every time, like as we walk through life that we've been given this um, freedom, um, you know, just like the concept of being tortured in prison and now finally being out and free. Like we now have a foundation of where we can fall back into. Mm-hmm. And so for me, honestly, I don't, I don't remember when I, I don't ever remember the, uh, the day that I gave my life to um, Christ, but I always remembered the season that I was in. And it was like uh, a confusing season. I feel like I didn't know where things were coming from. I didn't, you know, those people who are like, um, they're kind of like sharing you their experiences about like their blessings and they kind of just say, the universe give this to me, you know, and I honestly, it heart breaks me when I say that because I'm saddened that you don't know where your source mm. comes from. And I like, and it, it just gives us the heart to kind of share like, hey, this is, you know, the universe did not, <laughs> that's not a thing, right? <laughs> like the universe is where we live from, but somebody else, somebody else gave that yeah. to you. And so uh, the chains breaking, uh, I mean, every Easter, Easter is my favorite holiday because we get to be reminded Mm -hmm. of that grace and so Mm -hmm. um ah, I love it it's such a beautiful thing and it's a really hard (laughs) concept to continue to continuously remember honestly Mm -hmm. right so I want to I'm kind of like curious about like what your experiences are you know like when you guys gave your life Mm -hmm. to Christ or when you realized that this grace was a beautiful thing (laughs) yeah I feel like I accepted, like, I started following Christ at a young age, but I wouldn't say I really understood it until I actually had hard things happen in my life where I was like, wow, like, this is actually why I need grace. And until I actually fell and recognized that, that I didn't actually understand how deep his love for us was and how great the act on the cross was and, like, how sacrificial that was. Because before then, it was just like, oh, Jesus died on the cross for our sins. Like, I lie sometimes, okay, but, like, once I actually started, like, recognizing my sin on a deeper level, I I would say that's where the transformation happened for me when, like, I was older and actually could comprehend not only in my brain, but also, like, on a deep heart, uh, that didn't make sense, like, on a deeper Mm. level in my heart, not just, like, on a surface level. If that makes sense. Yeah. 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 I would say my story is kind of the same. Like I just, I grew up in the church. I grew up knowing about Mm -hmm. God, um, knowing that like he had died. Um, But I think for me, it's been more of like a continual remembrance that like God died for us. Like it's not like, I can't point to one moment where like it Mm -hmm. made sense to me. I can point to moments where, like, it made sense, and then I kind of forgot how great that sacrifice was and forgot, like, what I was liberated from. 
and then I had to like have another moment where I said wait like God is great um he liberated me from my guilt and my fear Mm. Um, and so I feel like my life has just been like God continuing continually reminding me that um that I'm saved Mm -hmm. and liberated yeah I'll also bring up before we kind of move on from this um bulleted point but I there's a chapter in this um part where uh, Forster brings up um, insecurity mm-hmm. and I feel like especially in this generation where social media is a big big powerful thing I mean mm-hmm. celebrities from social media are much bigger um you know influencers from like the other parts of like say Justin Bieber is I don't know if you guys know Charlie yeah. is the biggest TikToker <laughs> ever yeah you know and so social media is a huge thing and it's represented um big because of um stars like that and I think that our generation is suffering from Mm -hmm. insecurity um mostly I think in this time and so there's this like advantage that we have um I want to find hold on let me give me a second um Forster says that um our slavery of fear condemns us to suffer from a hunger for security and so Mm -hmm. we're always we're always, always finding this, like, I kind of picture God as, like, um, a giant fish net, <laughs> um, where kind of we feel like we're falling. I just feel like sometimes I'm drowning in the water, but there's, like, a fish net that's in the bottom of the ocean kind of bringing us up, and, like, that is, like, the advantage that we have, and that's part of, you know, that is grace, and so, um anyways we can go on for insecurity but I thought that I would bring that up because it definitely (laughs) it definitely um struck me when I was uh reading that part when Forrester bring it up um does anybody else have anything to say should we move on (laughs) moving on okay (laughs) um so the next part is our third takeaway is how we cultivate blessings in our workplace and uh, this is definitely going to be an interesting conversation because I think we're all in different, like, location careers. Yeah, spaces, I think so. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll obviously start up. Um, I am a, uh, well, trying to be <laughs> a worship leader with a bachelor degree, but um, it's, I didn't know I wanted to be in this field until I was, um, until August of 2017, which is like literally the month of when I was going to LBC, um, because I wasn't very good at many things. <laughs> Honestly, I wasn't like the best school person. I wasn't really good at anything. Um, I was good at little things, but not very great at one. Yeah, thing, if that makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. But I always enjoyed music, and I always loved um discipleship and just relationship and um I could I could have gone on to majoring in music but I wanted to make a purpose out of it and I loved the church and I loved God at that point so much that I was like well why don't we put these two things together right and worship arts was not really a huge major at the time still not really right now but um (laughs) I kind of just searched up worship arts online and LBC came up and that's kind of how I got got to school. But um, cultivating blessings in that um, area, there's so many things. I mean, like 
one of the huge things is when um, people come up to me after services and just say that um, that mm -hmm. song is speaking to them when they really didn't want to hear it. And I was a source of that song. You know, I that song didn't come from me, um, but it came through me, um, through Christ. And so, like, just that sense of that, like, um, God is really tooling me to get to somebody else and just um and there are hard days for sure I there are days where I really don't want to do this whole worship leading thing anymore because it's it's frustrating and sometimes you don't want you don't it doesn't go the way that you want it and it, some days there are days where I want to be a worship leader forever and ever and ever ever <laughs> ever do a thing anymore <laughs> um some days are like when I just um kind of are leading worship and seeing people sing um and unity together and I don't know so <sighs> cultivating blessings is like in my opinion is just how um how I can be a tool um for other people to also cultivate blessings upon other people and um it's so powerful in um a place where we can we are singing together, where we are kind of singing the same words together, where we believe in the same God, where we believe in the same word that we are you yeah. know, singing to. I don't know if any of that makes sense. It makes sense in my head. <laughs> but somebody wants to take on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah, I think. Um, go ahead. For me, like in my. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> You're okay. Um, I think for me and my future career, um, I would say, like, I'm studying to be a social worker right now, um, which goes back to, like, that devotion side of it that we saw before, just doing yeah. good to others. Um, that is, like, that's just what I want to do with my life. I want to do good. Um, I want to show mm -hmm. love to people. Right now, I work with, um, like, toddlers who are at risk in Lancaster City. Um, which is so fun and I love it. Um, but I get to just like be that, the positive influence yeah. in their life, um, and just be the one showing them love. And, um, even though we're not like preaching the gospel to them, it is like, I work with a Christian organization. Um, so they like, they see the gospel mm -hmm. truths like printed around on the classroom. Um, and it's just a way like of us showing Christ's love to them. Yeah, that's awesome. And I feel like Ours are a little similar, but different, because I'm still going to be working with kids, <laughs> but um, in a school setting, because I'm health and physical education. So I feel like, for me, it's all about creating a safe space and, like, a safe haven for yeah. the students that I'll be right. with, because mm -hmm. a lot of times, like, their home situations aren't the greatest and school is, like, the one place where they get to be themselves and, like, not have, like, outside responsibilities depending on what their home situation is like. And, like, they just – kids have so many different burdens that they shouldn't have when they're a kid. And, like, that happens because we live in a fallen world. But, like, if I can be, like, a teacher that creates that safe space where they can, like, learn and enjoy it, um, I just feel like – that's where I'm like called and I like love it but it's also like a very hard time too because you're just yeah. like break it your heart's breaking when mm -hmm. you're with the students so yeah just seeing the blessings in the small things is mm -hmm. important 
yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I really like the way that you guys both kind of um, shared into the safe space. Um, it's so mm-hmm. important to have a safe space nowadays. And, and, and this, you know, doesn't matter how many you have in that group, but um, just like setting the foundation that, you know, um, there are people that you can mm-hmm. trust and kind of believe that they will be there for you. And um, so we basically have <laughs> another bullet point that's like application and how um, should this change how we live in society as Christians. And I think that kind of sums up about what we're what we're saying because um, I feel like as people who are going into um, the world of different different um, kind of vocations and different gifts that God has given us, it's so it's so prominent to remember. Um, where we understand this from where our source is so that we are able to kind of put this upon others especially those who don't Mm. know christ and um the better way to do it is i think to um share the love of christ without saying that you Mm. are a christ follower oh yeah does that make sense Mm -hmm. um yeah and that's Mm -hmm. truly just from the heart and mind and soul kind of thing and i don't know if anybody wants to speak more abroad on that I feel like you hit it right on. I mean, like, it's all about how we present ourselves. And, I mean, people are watching. Like, people and kids, yeah, are they're, yeah. like, observing everything we're doing. And um, good or bad, they'll be seeing what we're doing. So, I mean, how we live out um, what we're hearing in church and then going out into the next seven days as our mission of, like, representing Christ. And, I mean, that's our jobs in this world like that's what we're supposed to do so yeah it's hard but it's also so incredibly worth it yeah the goal is Mm -hmm. to get the gospel out and if we can do it in a way where we are gifted and where we are where we where god has Mm -hmm. places to be um then i think that's you know that's the path that we are supposed to be on or uh, where god wants us to be on um all right, folks, well, we'll run out of time. I think we're a little bit over. Um, but this is, a fun, this is a fun topic just because I feel like we were able to kind of think about what we are getting ourselves oh, into. Yeah. <laughs> and just, you know, yeah, and um, just how um, God is going to move us and to remember that God is moving us. People are watching us. So let's do our best mm-hmm. as um, leaders, as Christians, as children of God um, to kind of lead Um, other people that are beside us to the path that God wants us to be in Um, does anybody Mm -hmm. else have anything else to say we can wrap it up (laughs) thanks for joining (laughs) in everyone Um, we'll see you next time in joy for the world with HCK also known as Hannah Cameron and Keiko we'll see you guys bye bye